Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every episode we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Hello, hello again, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. So, Long we are no sorry see. we're so late. We, um, <laughs> well, okay, Jasmine has been away. She was in America for three weeks, which is yes, lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And then we did attempt to record this episode, but it didn't go very well. So, um, yeah um and of course that's always my fault I don't, no. I don't know why whenever whenever we attempt to record something and it goes tits up it's always my fault this happened once before when I think the information was just incorrect in what I wrote <laughs> the oh, dates the were dates. wrong yeah, and Katty was like that those aren't the correct dates <laughs> yeah and I was like holy shit I need to go back and double check everything because I thought Anyway, um, we're back and that's what matters. Um, and this time I've actually written it, it out nice and prettily for everyone. Yay. I tried to just, you know, wing it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just write some notes and read from my notes. <laughs> Terrible idea. Don't do that. Especially when your writing looks like mine, which is really not very good. I think Jasmine's biggest struggle was just to read her own writing. Honestly, and... I was I was like, is that? Oh, what was it? I was like, is that rice? And I spent like 10 <laughs> minutes looking it up and it was in fact rice. It was yes. the word rice, but I could not be sure. But anyway, but it's anyway, all fine now. I'm so excited for what Jasmine has in store for us. <laughs> <laughs> you can pretend to be shocked by everything once again. Ha ha. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our little video clips on uh, on Instagram. Let us know what you think about those. We had a little outing at Speak Hall. Yeah. Well, two days ago, really. Um, so yeah hope to do more of those in future that's what we did when we should have been recording <laughs> yeah. we thought you'd still enjoy it yes so we hope to be doing those um at a few more places we're looking at going to um newsham park hospital mm. the abandoned mental asylum which is also not too not too far no and that one is like a proper ghost hunt yeah. one whereas at speak hall we were just visiting and uh, <laughs> in the daytime the closest we got to um ghosts was if you've listened to the Speak Hall episode, which I'm not quite sure which one it is, I think it's in like the first 10. Um, mm-hmm, it was. Uh, it was you'll know about the ghost story associated with Speak Hall. And when we got into the room that the ghost story is told <laughs> in, the, um, the guide in the room, because basically every single room has like a guide person in it to tell you about it. And I was talking to her about how... When I was there, I was told not really to tell the ghost story, but obviously everyone wanted to hear it. And like, I love telling it. And uh, mm. like, the the only reason that there's a crib in that room is because of the ghost story, basically. Yeah. Because because the last owner who lived there, like that was her bedroom, but she didn't have any children. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, pick what you want, National Trust. Like, which one is it? Make up your mind. Um, well, but... because cause honestly, because I remember hearing that story when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Like, we would go there. I'd been there loads of... I don't, I don't think I've been there maybe since I was, like, 11 or mm-hmm. something. So a, f- a few years before Catty began working there. But the ghost story was always my favourite part of it. Um, 
And yeah, I remembered it being much bigger, I think. But again, that yeah. was because I remember it from when I was like five. So <laughs> yeah, it's, quite a, it's quite a small building. But also speaking of children who already knew the ghost stories <laughs> and that was their favorite part was when we were speaking to this guide and she was like, yeah, I've been told not to tell the ghost story either, really. This kid walked in, pointed to a picture of um, <laughs> Mary and Jesus and said... <laughs> that was the baby that got lashed out the window and this guide she got so annoyed she like went straight over and was like that is the baby jesus that is i do not know which other baby you're referring to and then she just kept making like constant digs like so and funny other things that are real are <laughs> so we were in a corner like trying not Pissing, to absolutely, absolutely wet wetting ourselves, ourselves. <laughs> jinx <laughs> to this old to this old and quite quite annoyed woman <laughs> she was honestly like the lady was she could she not have amazing. been any she was like 80 something mm. she was not having this she was like i've been volunteering here for like 15 years i'm not having this bullshit you know and and um at one point she was like young ones listen and old ones if you like and (laughs) she was uh she had very she reminds me of maybe like a history teacher or Mm. something i feel like she's very used to wrangling and scolding children (laughs) so librarian or history teacher those are my guesses so it was like she mentioned like the carving of um like saint nicholas but she refused to talk about the ghost story (laughs) can you please tell everyone the story story of saint nicholas yeah she didn't tell these children this story but basically (laughs) told me this in a soft voice in the corner of the room and bear in mind me and catty don't have very quiet voices so catty's whisper is like and then this happened so um (laughs) yeah um luckily the room was quite busy when i was saying this but the story of saint nicholas is basically that i think it takes place in turkey and it was saint nicholas went to an inn or it was during a famine a time of famine and saint nicholas went to an inn and they were serving meat and he got very very suspicious and basically demanded the uh like the innkeeper to take him to where this meat was. Eva <laughs> took him like into the basement and there were, I think, three barrels and inside were pickled children. <laughs> and so St. Nicholas used his magic to revive these pickled children. And that's why he's the patron saint of children. And it's just... Santa Claus is a hoax just to cover up the pickled children ah, story. Because yeah. what I want to know is like, when they came back... <laughs> were there still bits missing and they were pickled or like <laughs> were they were just they, like were they pickled zombies yeah, yeah just like fully formed pickled they would have tasted quite nice then mm. yeah but they tasted I love, pickles. I love pickles i love pickles that's just a jewish trait i think we are mm. ingrained with a love of pickles <laughs> and complaining about stuff yes pickles and complaining mm-hmm. my two traits <laughs> my only two traits but yes, um, so uh, today's story is something which I have <laughs> now done a lot of research on. Um, and it's one of a few stories set in Long Island, which I'll be doing both on here and maybe on the Patreon, depending upon how long they end up being when I write them. But this one is about the house on Blood Hill. Do, 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 do. Yes. We would just like to thank our newest patrons, 
Tony Morrison and Dylan Metz. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, Very so much. much. Appreciated. And I think we will also put at least part of our attempted version <laughs> of this episode on Patreon. So uh, my sources for this one are Long Island Stories, Greater Long Island, Four Girls and a Ghost, and Long Island Pulse. All of those have a .com at the end, but I can't be asked to say it five different times. The Lakeview Cemetery in Long Island, New York, holds a dark and difficult history. Comprised of seven side-by-side burial grounds, the Episcopal, Union, Waverley, Gerard, Rice, and finally the youngest addition, the Lakeview Cemetery. Its walls guard the graves of more than 1,200 individuals, with the oldest tombstones dating back to the 1700s. Which, of course, for America is old as fuck. Old as fuck. (laughs) This includes soldiers from the Revolutionary War and Civil War, as well as 12 World War I soldiers, six from World War II, and three from the Vietnamese War. Overlooking their tombstones once stood a grand house, built during the Revolutionary War and allegedly first owned by war hero B. Woodhull. This house was built on Blood Hill, but neither it nor the hill itself still stand today. The fate of Blood Hill and its inhabitants is intrinsically linked to Lakeview Cemetery, or rather, to a few of the restless souls buried in the cold earth beneath. In 1860, Elizabeth Oak Smith, a famous 19th century poet, lived in the house on Blood Hill with her husband, Seba Smith. He was a renowned political satirist, and Elizabeth one of the town of Pechogue's original benefactresses. The 1860s proved heartbreaking for Elizabeth. The elderly Seba Smith died in 1868, three years after their son Edward succumbed to yellow fever and four years before their son Sidney passed away from an accidental drowning. Elizabeth was left bereft as the house slowly fell into disrepair around her, alluded to in numerous newspaper articles and interviews after Seba's passing. In 1870, she sold the house and moved to Blue Point, Long Island, to live with her son, Alvin. However, the grand home's morbid history neither starts nor ends here. Family after family have passed through its doors before quickly moving not long after, with reports of unsettling noises and screams emanating from the basement. It was said that the house on Blood Hill and its accompanying grounds, were infested with the spirits of tortured slaves once held in the basement when the house was in the hands of a previous owner until 1827. Horrific, blood-curdling screams and moans kept the locals at bay, with people being known to cross over the street to the other side before walking directly past it, for fear of hearing something frightening from behind its walls. In 1893, a mysterious fire engulfed the property in flames. It is not known how the fire began, only that onlookers had witnessed a bolt of blue thunder striking it and immediately setting it ablaze. Townsfolk did nothing to quench the fire. Instead, 
allowing the house to burn to the ground with its secrets locked inside. Two years later, in 1895, a snowstorm overpowered a passing ship from Baltimore at neighbouring Fire Island. The Louis V place was wrecked, with only one survivor remaining from its eight crew members. The sailors were buried at the Lakeview Cemetery, right by the spot where the house on Blood Hill once stood. In the ensuing days, the Brooklyn Daily Eagle made reports of ghost sightings in the cemetery, including wandering spirits, a man speaking in a frantic, unknown language and pointing to the graves of the shipwrecked sailors, and a floating blue ball of light which would bounce between the graves and stalk people in the dark. This was connected to the ghost of a dark-skinned individual who was seen carrying a blue lantern as if searching for something or someone. Legends say that it is the ghost of Louis V Place's African cook who supposedly had not been given a proper Christian burial with his shipmates and instead was put into an unmarked grave on the beach. When it was learned by the townsfolk that he had been a Christian in life, they went to fetch his body to give him a holy burial. However, his body was found to be missing. Or, you know, they looked in the wrong fucking place because unmarked graves are meant to be forgotten, right? So, twats. An especially chilling report came from two sisters who, two weeks after the wreck, witnessed a headless figure in the graveyard. His decapitated head was placed on the ground nearby, screaming as he waved his arms with urgency. The sisters were horrified when the ghost floated to rest by an old oak tree, the one which, once upon a time, had marked the edge of the property margin of the house on Blood Hill. So, was the house on Blood Hill responsible for the Smith's decade of fatal misfortune? Or was the family simply unlucky? Is the land it once stood on tainted or cursed itself, a damning effigy to the painful history of slavery and the lasting scars it left behind? One thing is certain. The people of Pachogue, Long Island, still cross the street from the house that once stood there, proving, in some way, that the nameless souls who might linger on won't be forgotten again. Wow. Amazing <laughs> story, Jasmine. So well told. Thank so you. perfect. See, the things yeah. I can do if I just fucking write properly. That was amazing, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a fun, fun little one. Very like convoluted, but I mean quite quite creepy how like the family you know elizabeth and seba they were doing just fine until they bought that fucking house and then in 10 years she lost everyone in her family and then quickly fucked off before it got her too so smart girl very smart i do love when things are written like like this cemetery goes back centuries to the 1700s and i'm like well my old school was built in the 1400s so yeah do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, America. It's okay. Yeah.
And Jasmine has some stories from America when she was there. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. So in an upcoming episode, maybe the the next one, actually, I'm going to be talking about this this haunted jail that I went to in St. Augustine in Florida. I did a Patreon episode on... um, on the fort, which is in St. Augustine. It is the oldest, um, I think it's the oldest city in America in terms of like the oldest sort of port or something like that. Basically bounced between like the Spanish, the Brits and the Americans for centuries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, I went to a haunted jail there and I stayed there overnight, well, for a few hours until about three, half past three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I did a paranormal investigation. So I'll talk a bit about the jail and the history of the jail and um, maybe a few of the uh, the things which I encountered there as well. So we will see. Yay. I yes. can't wait. I'm mm-hmm. so Fun fact about that prison. So um, it is just known as the old jail in St. Augustine. There was another name, but I forgot it. The inmates, no one ever made it more than two years. So mm. if your sentence was longer than two years, they would die. Usually of some kind of illness. They were, there was a lot of, lot of disease in there. Mm. Um, and it was only closed down actually in, in the 60s, in the 1960s, because of just like completely squalid conditions, um, which I think is horrendous. Because again, just look at the statistics, you know, a dude's in there for five years and dies in six months because he had like heat stroke. So, um, hmm, interesting. Um, Awesome. Can't wait to hear that. Meanwhile, um, I think <laughs> my stories are still quite British. My uh, The next one that we're going to record, which I'm halfway through writing, is, I'm not kidding you, the most bizarre thing that I've ever, ever encountered. You always and find these I'm really obsessed. cool sort of like crazy, it's, crazy tales. I don't know it's how. so obscure and it's just... Uh, it's mental and I love it I can't wait to hear it I'm so excited it's from the Isle of Wight which is uh... which is not racist by the way America (laughs) it's spelled W-I-G-H-T before Mm -hmm. you panic yeah it's the Isle of Wight it's just it's just off of the south of England but it's it's considered in the UK yes very excited about that many aisles one of my friends lives on the isle of silly which i also was like haha silly but it's spelt s-c-i-l-l-y so yeah or e-y i don't know but we do have some pretty dumb names for places i must say <laughs> oh well oh well yeah so thank you so much jasmine um thank you everybody for listening we hope to have you back next time for another spooky story <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch for any reason Just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at spookygirlspod and on Instagram at spookygirlspodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls and from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye.